What's up? What's up? It's that time again. That time of the week where we're bringing you Clash. Oh, I'm dropping Clash things. Got, Clash got our, <laughs> our host. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> it's Clash, the Simply Rivalry podcast. Welcome back. I am one of your hosts, Night Hoot, and with me as always It's is... your boy Tiz. What's good? What's good, y'all? What's up, y'all? Uh, we got a pretty hype week for you, I think, this week. Um, I know I'm hype. I'm, I'm bouncing in my seat a little bit for some of this news. Yeah, I seen some um, crazy news last night. Like, we're going <laughs> to get hard. to it, though. It's hard not to get excited about this this upcoming year. For real. Uh, but first off, as always, let's get the business out of the way before we get to the pleasure. Uh, as always, as you're listening to the podcast, please feel, please feel free to reach out via email to sibling rivalry clash that's all one word sibling rivalry clash at gmail.com and let us know what you're thinking what your thoughts uh it could just be comments you don't have to necessarily ask questions uh, i'm trying to so argue yeah. with y'all i'm not even gonna lie just just talk to us and as my brother will help me with this uh, <laughs> until i write it in our notes so i have it down yeah uh you can find us as a as a page or as a collective <laughs> on Twitter, yes, an entity on Twitter at uh, srclash underscore pod. That's at srclash underscore pod. So yeah, we'll both try to operate there, uh, but yeah, yeah. you you can still find us individually. Uh, I am at tiffinij twenty one. I'm actually gonna stop giving y'all my individual Twitter because <laughs> whoa, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna see your messages either way. So I'd rather you. I'd rather just keep those things separate, if you know what That's I mean. That's fine. That's cool. We can um, do that. But yeah, no, nah, you can you can still give yours out. Just just me. Just <laughs> just. I'm trying to be low key out here. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, got, you got too many Smash Bros. challenges trying to calm that down. Yeah. Um. But yeah, as I said, uh, some stuff this week, and one thing I wanted to share because I learned this. Um, as I mentioned before, uh, I listened to another podcast. Uh. Uh, fairly often called um, uh, Castle Super Beast, um, and they're out of Canada. And what was interesting about them this week was they were talking about, and as we know, across the United States where we are, um, uh, we'll call it cannabis for the purposes <laughs> of this conversation. Cannabis is becoming legal in some areas uh and it's still illegal in other areas it's decriminalized yada 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 but the thing i found interesting about this story is that they were talking about uh one of the members of the show was talking about going to a dispensary in canada basically like here if we were to just go to the liquor store is it legal over in canada everywhere yes like the whole uh country yes okay i believe so um and just for specification they are they're in montreal does canada but, um, have states or just cities uh i think it's just cities and they have like uh canada's massive like, yeah sorry I, I was just no you're fine they have <laughs> i think they have like cities and territories more so than okay anything. cool i don't know why i was just wondering that <laughs> but they were talking about how like sketchy our alcohol our liquor stores purveyors are here as opposed to their dispensary up there yeah and the funny part that i got out of this was that did you know uh the people that work in the dispensary they call them bud tenders bud tenders? which i think is hilarious like bartender but yeah but (laughs) uh they that is classified as a government job so they get like that's true pension and retirement and all those nice things Mm mm-hmm 
for selling drugs. Yeah. That's, I just thought that was crazy. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, he was struggling with, um, sleep issues, I think. So, uh, his girlfriend forced him into the dispensary, (laughs) uh, to to procure some, some weeds as he called it. He was like, I needed to go purchase some weeds. Yeah. I think Um, they're like state owned ones here, right? In the states that do have them. So yeah, they might get benefits too. Government business with drugs, selling drugs. (laughs) Pretty cool. Pretty I just thought cool. that was interesting. Might uh, might uh, need to move to Canada and get a new job. Uh, <laughs> but um, we can pot remote. On the other still. hand, we're potting remote you, right now. <laughs> did you learn anything this week? Anything of interest you want to bring up randomly as I'm calling you out this moment? Uh, <laughs> Unprepared. <laughs> uh, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is the news story, but I don't want to say it yet. I don't want to. All right, it well, yet. we'll get we'll get to the news. So so before yet. we get there, though, what did you do this week? Um, so I didn't do too much like new, um, obviously still got a bunch of the same games in rotation. Um, oh, well, let me ask you this. Sorry, before up? you go into this, cause I'm curious as somebody who is, uh, been watching another friend play Tim Tim, like yeah. obsessively, like to the level of which you, like I called it the I monster factory. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, wh- how, how many hours? Do you have in Pokemon Ooh, that you can think I of right say now? That? No, I can see it because the Switch tells me Just so blatantly. Uh, <laughs> I'm at like 300. Yeah, okay. So my <laughs> estimation, because I, I told him, you know, he was kind of asking, like, is your level of Pokemon this? And I said, oh, yeah, yes. uh, I think he's at 300 hours. So yeah. <laughs> I am right on that estimation. <laughs> it was a perfect um, guess. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just wanted to tell you that, yeah, watching this person breed Tim Tims uh, <laughs> for, for stats is, I don't know. He's it's already both, at that level. Sheesh. Yeah, it's both he's painful deep. and I can't, it's like a car crash. I can't not watch it happen yeah it's one of those so breeding in pokemon is the same way i don't know exactly how it works in temtem but like when you do it in pokemon it's like the perfect activity to like if you want to watch a show or something you just have the switch in your hand and Mm -hmm. you're basically just running in a circle hatching eggs Um, okay so so in temtem it's strictly a timer you don't have to actually be doing anything okay and the other thing i wanted to ask is do pokemon have individual pokemon have limits on their breeding capabilities limits like what so in tim tim uh each tim tim has a leaf that with like i think it has like six or seven leaves on it it's like Mm -hmm. i'm sorry like a branch with six or seven leaves and each leaf represents one instance they can breed so there is actually a limit to the number of times the tim tim can breed no there's no limit at all in fact there's uh this thing called shiny hunting where uh it's like the fastest method in the game to get a shiny pokemon it has to do with breeding but like at still at like a very minimum you have to hatch at least like 300 400 eggs okay if you're lucky to get a shiny if you're unlucky it could be like in the thousands because i i I literally watched him he was in despair Mm -hmm. because he had this one tim tim he was trying to he was breeding with to and he needed a male and this one tim tim kept giving him females Uh, (laughs) and it was like i'm sitting there watching the internal crisis as he's staring at the one leaf left (laughs) of fertility for this tim tim and he's just like what please what do i do what do i do and i'm like you only got one you gotta do it you just gotta go you gotta go you gotta go for it for sure so yeah i've been making jokes all week about like making a documentary of him 
playing Tim Tim. His addiction attempt. Yeah, it's like next week on Intervention. <laughs> That's wild. So, yeah, sorry. Just wanted to ask those questions because I'm like, I, as many similarities that these, as these two games have, um, people keep uh, yelling at me about the, the, I guess, more challenging nature of Tim Tim. And I guess is setting it? limits like that on breeding are, are is part of the challenge. Interesting, interesting. I so, didn't. I but, actually was going to look into it. Probably not buy it because it's a what thirty dollar early access game. So mm-hmm. I'm not with that. But um, <laughs> I just I, I was just interested in like how like what mechanics they did different from Pokemon. Yeah. Um, so that's cool that you point point that out. Um, so yeah, as I interrupted you, oh, what did yeah. you do this week? <laughs> Sorry, so uh, I didn't do much new. I, one new game I did try though, which I was pleasantly surprised by, and am still in the middle of, um, <laughs> is <laughs> Detroit Become Human. So I don't know if you have you played or watched this at all. I have a very deep relationship with this game and okay. its creator. So yes, okay. So um, yeah, I'm I'm probably like halfway through it right now um i've just been playing a little bit like every day um and honestly it's it's really just like playing a movie or like a tv show um it's crazy in that aspect yeah the the game looks like amazing though uh for in like a somewhat older ps4 game like it's like the graphics are honestly better than most games that come out today um like still which is yeah, which is wild pretty. yeah um and i don't know how they how they do that i thought i watched a documentary one time about some type of motion capture they do some type of fancy like advanced motion yeah with capture like the 117 cameras or whatever it yeah, is Yeah, something wild um but no it's it's really engaging so far the the you can kind of tell exactly <sighs> what the the theme is like it's a very um like it reminds me a lot of like like racism and like you know what i mean like just civil yeah, it's ra- a civil much rights like movement a civil rights movement yeah themed. um but just the <laughs> and t- i was gonna say uh detroit become human the game about the stiffest black robot man in america <laughs> <Marcus>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it's so funny because it's about androids and humans and and like you said the androids are super like i don't i don't know if it's like I guess just the way they design them, like the design of the game design them, but they're like super androidy, like in just the right way. Like they're like they look human. They 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 talk like pretty intelligently, like humans. But it's just this was, very robotic thing about them. I was gonna say for anyone who's like a fan of uh, Star Trek TNG, um, it, they're like Data, but if Data didn't have a white face and yellow eyes, like if Data looked like a regular human. Um, cause it's like, it's like, yeah, it's very much, I wouldn't say they talk in computer speak, yeah. but it's almost like they, their conversation sounds like they're processing whatever you're saying to yeah. them. You can tell that they don't quite have a soul, um, mm-hmm. until they do, <laughs> which is, is kind of the, the main thing of the game which is like, takes place in the weird mystical mind palace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's that like each Android has Android. Yeah. It's like, it's. It's so weird. Like, do you, I wonder if it's actually gonna be like that one day. Um, I feel like it could be if oh, if, God, if please, the planet God, doesn't don't. go first. Please, <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying. Because um, uh, and I know we're we're talking very randomly here, but I'm like, all I think about when I think about this game is like, so if you're playing from the perspective, or you are playing from the perspective of one of these androids, mm-hmm. um, think about so you you have a situation occur 
uh, some dialogue happens, and then on your screen, you have a menu that comes up that gives you opportunities to respond. Yeah. Now, because this is like a civil rights uh, type of tone to this, like a lot of the times it'll be a human accusing you of something or giving you a direct command. And that might be in contradiction with what you as a player know to be right. Right. And so the game will give you the option to defy, I guess, the command. Right. But they they illustrate this by your character physically breaking through like a virtual firewall yeah. of like His do not do this yeah, yeah. so oh. like i remember one instance is like uh the female character kara it's like you're told uh not to not to move he's like oh yeah move. you're told not to move he's like stand in the corner and don't move but you hear like the little girl upstairs crying yeah. and so it gives you the option to go to her and it's like you have to physically break through the programming yeah to get you know past that ability that to get upstairs to the little girl yeah, so it's, it's weird the way it's weird and interesting how they visualize that mm-hmm. and i think it's a i wish i could think of what year this game t- takes place because um it, i think it's a, a pretty like it's grounded not, representation yeah, it's of not what that it could be. far in the future i don't think it's like yeah. 2025 yeah because there's still like regular cars and and detroit <laughs> is still a trash hole yeah it looks just like regular <laughs> detroit there just happens to be robot people sorry sorry people who live in detroit <laughs> that's every right. city i didn't mean that personally it's but all good. yeah my town sucks I, i'm sure detroit is better than where i live but <laughs> on the scale of cities city um, scale is that the windy no that's chicago um (laughs) anyway but different different state (laughs) yeah different whole different state um but yeah it's a it's a really fun game so far i i'm i was hooked from the first probably hour like now sorry go ahead ahead. no i was gonna say are you hooked by the narrative are you hooked by the straight up diversity of choices i think the narrative just because i've played so many choice games i guess up to this point that they mm-hmm. just feel like choice games to me like there, no matter what i know like in my mind that there's only a certain number of actual possibilities that will progress you like where the change like this is the type of game where yeah there's a lot of choices and the world does change but they're kind of small changes for the most part um, right. and with only a few big changes sprinkled in between to lead you to a couple of like big different endings well, I can say I think you'll be really shocked by the variation of what control, what choices controls your end game. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And the the other question I wanted to ask you was: Now, this is a big question for me. Are mm-hmm. you playing? Are you playing as the character? Are you playing as yourself? I'm playing as myself. If I was that character, okay. If that so, makes sense. So, like, what if would I, I can do ask, if I was in this situation as this person? Right. If, yeah. if I can ask, how are you handling? Are you taking a more aggressive actions, or are you? Oh, being Marcus, more I'm, I'm full on Malcolm X. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. And then, uh, Kara, uh, is her, her name's Kara? Kara? Yes. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm not with the shenanigans with Kara. I was. So, I was out of uh, there. Who's the other Connor? How are you with Connor? Because Connor is the most straight-laced android that you can imagine. Connor. As far as um Connor is the white guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Him, I'm just doing um I think I'm you trying just... to befriend Hank for whatever reason. Okay. Um, Cause I think with Connor, Connor is the hardest 
to put your own emotions into. Yeah, cause because he's super Connor, robotic. He's super robotic, but he's also like the way that the other characters are passionate about their issues. He's very passionate about doing his job correctly. Right, exactly. And I found when I was like watching this that I'm like, it's really hard to go against his inner thoughts because it's like he believes what he's doing is right. So mm-hmm. But how, that, that that doesn't help Marcus, and that doesn't help Kara. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's probably the the character that I I won't say least like playing as, but I don't know. It feels the weirdest to play as, just because yeah. of those reasons. Because he's so like the least human of the three. Right. Um. But yeah, it's 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 interesting, and whatever he does with the like the controls are extremely simplistic. But the fact that you're playing through menial tasks, he somehow makes it feel like super engaging. Right. I, I don't know and how. I think they did that successfully too in this game's predecessor, Heavy Rain. Okay. Um, yeah. because Heavy Rain controls were nothing, but you know, it was the way that they were used yeah. that made you feel like you were accomplishing something. You could say Heavy Rain was one of the games that really started this, like, genre of, like, Truly, interactive yeah. storytelling or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been into. Um, I'll I'll report back probably once I beat it, because I'm sure it uh, won't take me super I'm gonna long. Need, you're going to need to continue reports on this, okay. for sure, because you, you will get... There are drastic in-game differences i probably i should have beat it by next week probably like it's not super long right maybe like 10 hours no, i don't or something think it's like that, that long yeah. yeah um so yeah i'll keep it updated but nice. what you been up to uh so first thing i want to mention is something i forgot last week because last week uh i thought i was scraping for topics but i really wasn't because i was forgetting things <laughs> so i watched this show uh on netflix randomly it was called omniscient um and this was one of the shows i watched it dubbed in english but it's actually a brazilian uh production (laughs) so the basis for omniscient is you have a girl um we are okay let me back this up that we're in i think it's close to current day i can't Mm. remember the exact year but it's close to current day maybe a little bit in the future and you have a system where uh, the the most populated, or I guess you could say popular cities, mm-hmm. are managed, I won't say controlled, managed by a system uh, of probes, or not, I'm sorry, not probes, like drones, drones. Uh, that are probably the size of a honeybee. Oh, I don't like that. And everyone <laughs> has one that in everyone in those cities has one and it follows that them follows them around nah. and monitors for criminal activity. That's odd. Okay. So you have me. This is happening. This is a private company. So it's not a government thing. But so this is only happening in the major cities that have a contract with mm-hmm. this company. And so there are there are checkpoints in and out of these cities that once you cross into the city, a probe attaches. Yeah, attaches itself to you, and when you leave, it leaves you behind. Type of deal. I'm out. I'm moving. (laughs) (laughs) So the the interesting thing about this is that all the the pretty much all the characters that this show focus on grew up in a world like this. Mm -hmm. So the probes are not like new to worrisome to them yeah. yeah like they don't what do really... they do if you break a law though just like just, like laser you 
and you just die. Oh, or okay. So that's the funny part. So here's what happens. Um, so the probes basically have cameras, and nobody is. So you would think with these probes, there'd be like a command center or something that's watching or yeah. monitoring. There is no nobody human knows. involvement in the recording of the the vision of the probes. Oh, so it's all just controlled. Kinda. Yeah, it's okay. all controlled by the master computer, and the master computer decides if you have committed a crime or not. Gotcha. So the in the master computer is programmed by government entities like like uh, legislators and things. And basically right. they speak policy to the computer. The computer makes it into a law. And then that law is carried out by the, the probes. OK. Right. OK. So our main character is a girl who lives in this city and she girl. has the opportunity to apply for a job with this company. She's like a really good uh, programmer and um Don't do her it. father <laughs> her father was a maintenance man for the company but he's now retired and she mm -hmm. lives with her father so it's a big deal for her to get a job in this company so her and a bunch of other trainees are all sim sort of like auditioning so they're working like temporarily so the company can evaluate them yada 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 mm -hmm. so first day girl goes to work uh work is normal everyone's like her name's nina everyone's like hey nina we've heard about you like we're excited to have you here blah 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 she comes home father's dead in a pool of blood oh no and the strange the thing about this is well the strange thing about this is that the probes you know are supposed to go off and do something as a crime is occurring mm -hmm. so that people don't get murdered uh, but there's no record of a crime being committed and when she calls the police a guy who basically looks like a detective comes down and he's only asking questions in regards to a suicide and hmm. she's just like my father would never kill himself he's never talked about it he's never thought about it he was a happy man assassinated she, yeah so she's like a crime has occurred here and the guy is basically like well the master computer didn't say there was a crime the so, master computer and she's like so what so she's like how come the, you know how come you're not doing an investigation this is clearly a murder and they're like we don't investigate anymore because the computer handle it yeah. And, yeah and it's like it was crazy <laughs> so like that moment you're just like okay so there's no police there's no uh, police because we have these probes yeah that's and wild it goes on and basically she and she also has a brother who's kind of a deadbeat, but he's a, he's a good guy. But he just he <laughs> so in this world of probes, he in middle school set off fireworks in a toilet. Mm -hmm. And because of this crime, he can never really get a job in life because Jesus that's on his Christ. record forever. Because yeah. of that. And so the probes will like blink and then like when someone commits a crime, they'll like uh make a little beep and then an announcement happens where it's like you've committed a level two blah 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 and you're you got to report to court at this date okay yeah <laughs> so that's just like okay. it, you just go straight to court that's not bad. and court is just a room with a guy at a window telling you your charges and how you're going to pay for them okay it's that simple i thought it was much darker i thought the bees would just like zap you if you did no 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 the bees don't really do anything so that's okay. part of like that's part of the progression of the story where uh as these trainees are doing their projects one of the trainees projects is she has implemented a uh, sedation into the into probes the where if someone is about to Try commit dark. a crime yeah exactly <laughs> that's exactly right so it has net. a little stinger on it oh, and it God. stings the person and tranquilizes them so they can't <laughs> commit the crime sheesh it's very interesting um but yeah so 
all this goes on. She gets into the company and she decides, okay, I'm on the inside now. I have a chance to figure out what how to happened take to my control dad. Of the bees. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, no, how to take care of my, how to figure out what happened to my dad. So her main obsession for the whole series becomes, I need to get those images from the master computer that no one has the authority to see. Right. No one, not even that. No one looks at these images. Like mm-hmm. that's like law number zero. Right. And so the interesting part about this whole story was watching. So everyone that grew up in this world is like, has in their mind that like, you just don't do bad things. Like yeah. you just don't commit crimes. Right. So watching this person who was a good, normal, average person, just trying to be quiet and live their life, mm-hmm. turn into a criminal right. <laughs> <laughs> was probably the most interesting aspect of the show. And they do really neat things uh, that you don't think about. Like uh, there's, People that live, obviously, there's people that live outside these cities, people that can't afford to live in these cities, or the people that don't want to be watched by the probes. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, the outside of the cities is are, like, super lawless, because, again, there's no cops. Even right. though you're outside of the city, there's still no cops. Right. Because it's this, the wild west this out there. yeah, this program is basically a slowly taking over everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's interesting to f- that how they find ways, how she finds ways to, like, escape the probes, and, like, because it's, like, it's, every time a probe disappears from a person, it's noted somewhere. Uh, so, they'll be, like, oh, this person wasn't surveilled for these five minutes at this time. Sheesh. And stuff like that, and then they go into the whole, like, well, when a probe is destroyed, it takes three minutes to get, to get a replacement probe out and back to that person, and if your probe goes missing, all the probes in the surrounding area, like, are looking for you so that the new probe can find you. It's crazy. Jesus. Um, but it was really interesting, because I thought it was just gonna be, like, this simple tale of, like, revenge, and, like, and you were like, oh, it's most definitely the company that did it, mm-hmm. uh, and she's gonna find, you know, she's gonna find it out, and it's like, it wasn't that. It got deeper than that. Yeah, that sounds and like so, a pretty cool premise, too. Yeah, so I'm like, I I would definitely uh, recommend it. Uh, again, it was it was called Omniscient, um, mm-hmm. but it was a nice, you know, one day watch, a okay. binge. Was it, um, and it uh Netflix? Okay. And it was super interesting, and the dub isn't horrible. So if you <laughs> want to watch it in English and not have to read, um, it's definitely watchable. You be finding all these dubbed shows. I what I, language see, is it? In? It's Brazilian or Portuguese. Oh, okay. But yeah, I just, yeah, when you run out of stuff to watch, you got to go to other countries. That's what happens. <laughs> At least they do have dubs, though. That's kind of Netflix. <laughs> so I hope I did that show some justice. It's pretty good. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. Um, and I think it, it feels like it leaves off where it's like this girl could be like some type of Avenger in the next season. So, um, and you're like, I want to say you feel like you're on her side, but mm. that's questionable, too, at some points. Hmm. Interesting. Um, the other thing I did uh, is I, I attempted two animes. Uh, so I can't remember Attempted. if I talked about watching ReZero on here, but I've, I've bit, watched yeah. I've watched all except the last two episodes of ReZero within the last week. Okay. Um. So so you I'm got gonna, you got past the sea creature. Uh the 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 Moby Dick of sorts. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um. And so the, I will succinctly uh summarize this as um this is a man's animated soap opera <laughs> what that's Why soap that's opera? that's the conclusion because there are so 
many moments where characters are just monologuing about their internal feelings. <laughs> and I realized like the connecting bits of this of all the all that's happening in the show is like mm-hmm. the main character's internal turmoil right and so i'm like there it's like it felt like every couple of episodes you'd have two characters just standing at each other being like well i feel this way about you because i went through this and you don't understand and blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> and so that's why i was like uh, i remember when i talked about to i've talked to you about this originally i was just like oh my god he has to stop crying yeah. i cannot sympathize with this character when all he does is cry but yeah. getting past that part i definitely love when a main character snaps and I will yeah. say that uh, Subaru, the main character, was or he Subaru, as I call him. <laughs> I don't like uh, to call him the car company Subaru. Subaru. Yeah, Subaru. <laughs> I don't really know how to say it. <laughs> um, but he gets to a point where he snaps, and it makes sense. It's not overly dramatic, right? Um, it's not beyond your belief because he had been uh, that through a lot snap. at that point. <laughs> like, yeah. And so it's like, yeah, he was literally pushed to his limits of like losing these people. But again, uh, this is a story with a premise where the character die when the character dies, he basically gets reset to a certain checkpoint yeah. in this alternate universe. And it's so kind of part of me dish. was just Yeah, part of me was just like, dude, you know you can just die and fix this, right? I think like, he feels the pain of dying though every time it happens. Like I don't think he's just like I don't think it's just a like simple thing to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I could understand if you've gone back and f- tried to fix something three times and it still doesn't work, yeah. then you would be at your limit of yeah. frustration and tears. So But yeah, overall I was satisfied. Um mm-hmm. I'm hoping to finish the last two episodes. It just got a bit chaotic at the end with all the it characters that it's like he went through so much alone yeah. um, and interacting with these different groups, trying to get their assistance or mm. trying to uh, manipulate them that by the end, when it's like everyone's his friend, yeah. it, it got a little bit chaotic for me. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I kind of just slowed down after the Moby Dick part that we talked about. Right. And that's basically the end anyway. Um, yeah. I just think what I really liked was the, uh, the, the mystery that it started off with. Like, yeah. As things are unfolding, in the beginning like you're trying to figure out like what like what's actually going on like somebody's not who they say they are type of thing oh Um, i'm not i'm not even gonna lie to you when i tell you that what kept me going very early and in the middle was the musical stings the musical stings what do you mean this is a show where like i would be watching and i I had the ability to watch it in english so i would Mm -hmm. be watching i wasn't necessarily multitasking but i might look down and check my phone and i I would just hear <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, something bad is happening. It and I look, look up, up and I'm like, yeah, and it's like the music was like that's integral to informing you. No, that's good design. <laughs> if you right should there. be. <laughs> so it's just like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, attention. Like, oh. Yeah, it's called. So, and this definitely had. Um, I forget the term we used for it, but we talked about it with Attack on Titan. It's like that that face of horror. Yeah. That that despair. Uh, yeah, that face they animate of despair infinite so well. despair. Um, Subaru had that down mm-hmm, on lock. So. For sure. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And um, and the reason, again, I picked it up was because of uh, promises or implications of a season two. So Yeah, I did I hear look, about that. I am looking forward to season two, see what that has to offer. Um, hey. So 
I'm fairly neutral on it. I don't hate it like I did before. <laughs> so just had to give it a chance. That was a level up. And then uh I'll briefly I briefly tried Steins Gate again. Mm-hmm. Uh and I fell asleep three times. So Jeez. I don't have a lot to say about that <laughs> other than uh my friend who was watching it with me as I was falling in and out of sleep was finding it hilarious and he just kept saying that it was funny and i'm like every time i wake up i'm like well what's funny (laughs) like okay i'm just confused like i just kept hearing the like the dude's phone of like and i'm just like who the hell but anyway so yeah i was like messages yeah i will try again because i got about to the same part what time did you start watching to watch it was it daytime Uh, or was it nighttime it was middle of the day okay it was light outside. <laughs> I need um, you to not watch the shows I recommend. I'm gonna you're try. Tired. Yeah, I'm gonna try. I didn't even know I was sleepy. <laughs> yes, you do. It was so mean? hard. <laughs> so <laughs> I will give it another proper try to understand. Because sometimes uh, when I watch a show, I'll like open up Wikipedia summaries, and that will help me. Like, go. I'll just go. Oh, okay, that's what happened. That's a and then I'm like, game. I can move on. <laughs> I yeah, always I, spoil myself like 10, 10 seasons ahead on shows well, accidentally. That's why I don't. I try to go like to the fandom like episode pages yeah. because I'm like, if I just go episode by episode, I can like then slowly like inform stuff. myself. I did the same thing with ReZero because like the first 10 episodes, I'm like, wait, what 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 happened? You have very good self-control because them so. links, them hyperlinks. <laughs> i'd be like oh who's this character <laughs> oh yeah i I'm, i really try not to spoil things for myself so, so those are my anime attempts and lastly uh i'll just mention that um still playing monster hunter uh iceborne i am as or as we call it frost birth mm-hmm. uh i am at my third formal encounter with velkana yeah you mean the ice lot. demon from hell <laughs> better than kushala um, though yeah maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe i might have to fight kushala again to determine that oh there's a master yeah. in kushala don't you don't you worry about that <laughs> that stabby ice tail is boss yeah, like i can't that deny thing. that Shing. she has crazy tail control not nah, my favorite thing that i also hate the most is when she'll like she'll like do her ice breath roar in the air and then ice crystals will just start falling on you i'm like okay <laughs> this is op yeah that air that area of effect that aoe is intense she loves doing those and then i just love i have to give proper due to the interactions between the monsters as you're traversing the map Mm -hmm. i love a good kaiju battle yeah absolutely this game like i find myself many times on a on a strictly 50 minute mission Mm -hmm. uh chasing a monster and then uh just sitting back and watching as it inter- interacts with another monster and they just tear each other to shreds for a minute. Oh yeah, I love the fights. Uh, I we, thoroughly enjoy that. We gotta we gotta get you to Safi Jiva because I want you to see how cool it is. Oh yeah, I have not seen that yet. I am kind of obsessed with Colve Teroth right now, so Colvay. that's all I think about all oh, day. Oh yeah. Does it ever come back though? I don't think uh, the event I don't comes know. Back. Why did it tell they me about it? it? With Safi Jiva, I think. <laughs> no. Oh, probably because you, like, you didn't do the uh there's like a solo mission you can do to like at the like very first time you you like if you've never fought her before yeah um so i think that's probably what it's telling you about so i i mean i'm hyped to see her if she does return yeah, um she's but cool. yeah so that is basic 
quickly. I'm giving myself time to remember everything <laughs> this week. Okay. Cool, cool. <laughs> um, news time. News. I thought you were about to say Nickelodeon. But the first off, something I am extremely excited for. And this came out as no. I was just looking on my phone. Like, I have a little news app, Flipboard, on my phone. And I just seen it in the widget. It was like, um, check out this crazy surprise game that's about to be released on Nintendo Switch. So I'm like, oh, what could this be? So I click on it, and it's none other than my boy, Ty the Tasmanian Tiger, the most slept on mascot ever. I don't have my reggae horn out. And this was like another game later on this list um, that I'll let you talk about. Uh, This was also a Kickstarter remaster. Nice. Um, so shout out to Kickstarter man and and Switch for letting for letting these games be put on their system. Um, so yeah, I'm it, on that day it one. It brings anything that brings something that's treasured to a new audience is always going to have my vote. For sure. I have a tie tattoo on my stomach. That's how. <laughs> that's how real this is. We share a name. <clears throat> we share yeah. a name. <laughs> <laughs> I the only reason I laugh at him like this guys is because I I, I was I lived with this kid but I didn't see this like I didn't, didn't know how, he loved didn't know this how many kid. times I rented this game or did we, I mean I no, saw the game it, in our house yeah. but I didn't realize that like it meant this much to him no, so yeah, I was on this game the fact like hearing him be this excited is hilarious I'm hype I'm hype um but March 31st is coming um that's if I really say that. and then it's coming to switch first um and then PS4 is coming second sometime later and then Xbox is coming last um which and, I'm not uh, surprised about I just wanted to note here it's not uh anything it wasn't worth making it a bullet point but uh there was an article that had the headline of like uh Nintendo doesn't really isn't really worried about next gen xbox playstation releases yeah i saw that and i'm like duh because they can just <laughs> retrofeed their own games. library into yeah. the switch it's, it's, <laughs> we'll it's all be, be happy the switch already so. outsold the xbox one i think um, yeah so in three years 36 months i think it said so. yeah um so yeah i think they probably don't as long as they have control over mario zelda and all these other huge games smash bros mario kart they're fine like they're literally fine yeah um so yeah looking forward to that and then next up something else i'm also hype about coming in march um castlevania season three on netflix this is dope um so this kind of came out of nowhere for me too because uh the fact that it's so close is like oh wow i would have expected when they announce it for it to be further away yeah um so yeah, I'm I'm hyped for this. I love this this series. Um, I think they really do the Castlevania brand justice. And but Netflix just drops bombs and like stands back. You know, they're just mm-hmm. like, here you go. We don't yeah. need to announce. Here you go. It's yeah, just here, <laughs> which is awesome. And then when something catches on, like Castlevania or Witcher, they just double down on it, which I kind of yeah. I kind of like that too. And they put actual like money and effort into 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 the things that do well. Um, yeah. so shout out to and netflix for that just to note like castlevania is an awesome anime is it an anime animation yeah it's an anime. um it's, it's an, anime an awesome style. anime style animation that 
because the main character has that snarkiness that I love mm-hmm. uh, when a main character is kind of boss, but he's just tired. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I've been doing this for so long. Nobody understands me, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm compelled to save the world, whatever have you. I don't know and, why, um, but he reminds me of like a old version of one of the JoJo's. Um, maybe oh, yeah. like maybe like old if, if Jotaro got really old and was just tired of everything. I would something. say even he he's like an old version of a JoJo sidekick. Yeah, there yeah. You go. But yeah, he he Trevor is I think perfectly voiced in my opinion. Mm. Um, and he just I don't know his swagger is is very befitting. Yeah. And the way they portrayed uh, Dracula was also very cool. Dracula is um, awesome. Not a way I had seen, even though we have so many, so many reincarnations of Dracula. He's a very human um, Dracula. Yeah, like, I felt like I was, like, on his side at the yeah. beginning of the original uh, release of the show. Like, the first couple chilling. episodes, I'm like, I'm like, dang, Dracula. Like, You're just chilling. He, he just found, like, a, a girl, and he was just like, yo, this mm. girl's tight. Like, he wasn't bothering like, nobody. Like, yeah. And us, mm. us dumb humans stupid, had to mess it up. Stupid peasants had to get involved <laughs> with their pitchforks and their fire. <laughs> Killing random people for no reason. Um, and Calling people witches and stuff. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm, I'm super hyped for season three. Hopefully it'll actually be longer because they've usually been like, what, eight episodes or something like that. Yeah. So maybe this one will be a little longer. Um, but uh, I'll be okay if it's not, though. Yeah, they, it, it seems like a pretty decent turnaround on the seasons if they keep. Because I want to say they're like forty-five minute episodes. Are they really? If I'm not wrong, I don't think they were thirty minutes. I'm pretty sure they were longer than thirty minutes. Oh, okay. In that case, then yeah, so. that's cool. Um, and then next up, still on the horror-ish front, um, so Rod Ferguson, who is was the I believe lead designer or lead he was the 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 lead for Gears of War the last couple of Gears of War games at um the the coalition studio for Xbox and they basically only make Gears of War's game Gears of War games um he's moving to Blizzard now to oversee Diablo 4 so I'm not really too sure what this means for Diablo 4 because we've seen a little bit of gameplay from it um and this is something I'm super hyped about because I love um Diablo 3 was my first one but but i i just i played the crap out of three so um i'm a huge diablo fan now so hopefully because gears had had been doing well um this means that he he probably knows what he's doing and he can actually um help to make this game better than diablo 3 was um and it has this one is gonna have this cool like online kind of mmo-ish component to it which um i appreciate as well so i'm super super hype about this um and then what else this one i just put on here because i thought it was kind of kind of interesting so uh call of duty modern warfare is one of the already one of the biggest selling call of duty games especially in the last couple of years um but activision said they they noticed players are spending more money now that there are no more loot boxes um in the game so in this game there's no loot boxes there's no nothing randomized it's either you see what you want in the shop and and the items are on rotation and you can buy it with like straight money and then there's also the battle pass on top of that which um you pay a flat fee for the season and you level up and earn a bunch of rewards um so i mean i guess to me it just goes to show that like people will spend more money i guess if they see if they have uh i guess choice over what they're gonna spend it on yeah because it's like it's not a question of what you're getting you're not gambling so right 
Um, but at the same time, I will say they do tend to, um, and Apex might even be worse about this, but when they do let you buy certain really high quality looking like skins or whatever, they're going to be, mm-hmm. they're going to charge like an arm and a leg for it. Like it's going to, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of money, like $30 upwards of, um, so that that's that's another thing um to consider with that too with the whole microtransactions argument and whatnot but i just thought that was an interesting um thing and then um what's going on gamestop having some more trouble i see as you um so yeah i heard some news again i heard briefly on another podcast so i tried to do some research on my own Mm -hmm. um but this article i clicked on uh just talks about like the basically the falling state of gamestop um and for those who aren't aware gamestop obviously is a is a brick and mortar store and Mm -hmm. also online website but their primary sales are based on uh, used games and used gaming products and right. accessories. Now, Hardware. <clears throat> yeah, Physical what we're noticing things. too is if anyone has GameStop near you, you probably notice like they are try or have tried to transition to like a lot of like uh, nerd type merch. Mm-hmm. Um, like that that would be found in like a Hot Topic. So Funko you got your Pops. Funko Pops, your T shirts, your uh, Zelda backpacks, and things Key like that. And all that. Yeah. But the problem is, is that um, they're down to a level. Uh, so forget what the terminology was. And so I apologize to people who are in business and understand all this crap. What? Uh, but the they basically said that there was a point at which. So we'll take, for instance, Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a point at which uh, Blockbuster reached 20 uh, percent. I think on returns or something like that. And so that mm. was the point at which they decide to close for good. Mm. Uh, GameStop is at 27%. Mm-hmm. So they are 7% past the point at which a company similar to theirs decided to close down shop. Right. Um, and the reason I bring this up is because as many listeners might know, or you can infer from discussions that we have, mm-hmm. I am not a proponent of digital-only purchases. Yeah, um, Amazon. What you mean? Look, I'm not... This isn't your time, sir. This is my time. <laughs> you no, just your physical <laughs> Let me stand we'll on my soapbox for Game, a second. GameStop's been robbing people for years. Okay. Get them out of here. Look, get, Sorry to look, those who work there, but can, get them out of here. Can you stand out of my podium space, <laughs> right, sir, ahead, please? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> you, go ahead, go ahead. Do I need to call my security, <laughs> no, no, sir? No, you got it, you got it, you got it. Because <laughs> I knew I you were going to come in. Out of here. I knew you were going to come in with your digital-only <laughs> bullshit, and nah. this is not your time, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, so I bring this up because I'm a person, okay, I'm a normal person. I do not live a lavish lifestyle, but my primary hobby is gaming and technology. So as someone, like, right now, for instance, the feeling that I get, I can look at my game, my physical games library, and go, every single game in that pile is a game that I have loved or would like to play again. Yeah. And when I buy a game on a disc mm. and let's say i play it and i'm like all right this game was all right i'm glad i experienced it but i'm like i'm done with it i'm not gonna lend it out to anybody because <laughs> i don't recommend it yeah I don't and so <laughs> it makes me feel good that i can walk to or drive not to, to game store they're gonna rob you stop it, Take it i can drive buy. to gamestop Take it and i can buy. get 22 dollars <laughs> back or on walmart. the 50 dollars that i paid for that game or walmart that's all okay it's that simple 
And they stole at least twenty dollars from you. (laughs) (laughs) I promise you. But so I mean, it's not the it's not a typical situation where it's like I bought the game that day, plugged it in, it didn't work, and I'm getting a full refund. Like I got my play time out of that game. I got what I wanted out of that game. So I'll give up my thirty dollars as opposed to the whole fifty, and I'm not stuck with that in some pile that I'm never going to visit again. True. Okay, that's as simple as it is. Now. The other thing is, it's like if a lot of the times the urge will strike me and I'll go, okay, like, like, for instance, with Greedfall, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I will really or no, I'll take it back because that didn't work with Greedfall with Dark Souls. I was like, okay, I really want to play Dark Souls. Everyone's been hyping it up to me. Um, I'm done with Death Stranding or at the time I'm done with Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. I'm not coming back to that. Yeah, I took actually. Kingdom Hearts back to GameStop and I since I paid eight bucks for Dark Souls. That's solid. like. I can't give up like that kind of transaction where I'm just like, okay, I'm basically trading in this thing I don't want for something that I really want, and I right. get to pay less for it. There have been years where I maybe put out twenty dollars net for games because I've been able to trade in yeah. and work that rotation of like trading it in, buying another one, trading and buying a used one so that I'm not paying a full sixty dollar price for sure. when that disc is not abused. And so I guess. In a way, GameStop is just my physical place where I can like essentially trade games with other players. Yeah, it's a now, valid strategy. Now, you can look at the money that I'm paying as a way of supporting and and founding that trade system right. that I wouldn't have access to otherwise, okay? Right. Now, there are other options. So recently, like I said, with, I was done with Death Stranding. There's a lot more game to it, but I was done with it. So I'm like, I really want to try Greedfall. Wait, I did take you that roll back. credits on Death Stranding? Just side note. Because I remember. Did I roll say credits. that one more time? Yeah. Roll. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So I got to the end of the narrative story in Death Stranding. I just wonder. Yeah. And so I'm basically like, I go to trade that in. Now, for instance, that didn't work necessarily with GameStop that day because they. Suddenly, the used copy of Greedfall that I was hunting disappeared. Oh, it was only one so, copy? No. Yeah. So I was able to trade in uh, Death Stranding on Amazon mm-hmm. for credit towards a copy of Greedfall. And I think I ended up only paying like $12 for Greedfall. Oh, okay. So there is, at least in this instance, if GameStop disappears, I do have another option for easily trading games. But again, like I got to wait. other options. <laughs> Well, I do, but I got to wait two days for Amazon to send me that game. That's very true. So, and I got to make sure, I got to wait and make sure that my trade actually gets back to Amazon. That's true, too. So, there's a little bit less deliberateness than going to an actual store and handing it to someone. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah, I say all that to say that I... I will be one of the very sad people if GameStop does go away because it's been like integral in my personal ability to play a variety of games that in other circumstances I wouldn't have had access to. Right, That's right. all I'm saying. It's a valid strategy. <laughs> now you can make your crazy points. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is Best Buy. That's all I'm saying. But I'm the saying. thing is, is like, so, uh, like, okay, for instance, Amazon was going to give me $2 more credit than mm-hmm. GameStop would have, but the used price on Amazon was $2 higher than the used price in GameStop. All of so them, it though? was almost, it was relative. Because you know how Amazon has different merchants for a single item? Right, You know right. what I mean? And somehow well, I'm the, going, the price I'm, can fluctuate. 
we can assume in here I'm going strictly through Prime. Okay, so gotcha. I'm dealing with the fulfillment warehouse as uh, opposed to like individual sellers. Sellers, okay, I got you. So, but yeah, th- there was a nice backup option. But again, it's like everyone's going to have their different values. And then it's like my membership with GameStop increases my trade in values of yeah. certain things. So, yeah, no, I don't, I have no issue with the trading <laughs> in of games, the reselling of games. I have no issue with that culture, none of that. My only issue is GameStop's business model is it's just like it's just wrong like it's scandalous like they're they're just they're robbing you like and just the fact that so i don't know it it might just be me but robin hood no (laughs) robin hood didn't sell the sell the stuff he stole Um, (laughs) but nah uh it's just me for me personally i hate being under when things of mine are undervalued so like if if i buy a game and and i know myself the value of that game and i see this company and mind you i am making the choice to go in there which i stopped making the choice to go in there but i see this company doing everything they can to incentivize me to to let them give me under the minimum of what this game is worth so they can then sell it for the 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 highest maximum of what the game is worth. Um, I just it just doesn't sit right with me, um, and I think that business model is probably part of why they're going out of business right now because you can't just that's not it doesn't seem sustainable, especially with the way things are transitioning to digital. Now I do still say there should be like a way to digitally trade game licenses like i don't see why you can't trade yeah if that if that happened that would be a key change that would actually make me a proponent of digital purchases yeah because because even even as much as i rave about the switch online store like there Mm -hmm. are a couple of games that i'm like man i wish i could get rid of this but there's no point in me like deleting it is like just deleting my money so yeah it's just weird. It's it puts me in a weird position where I'm like, and I don't want to live in a future where I'm drowning in digital purchases that I really didn't want. No, but mind so. you, it's not a technology thing either. Like they absolutely today can do that. They can tie right. the no, software to the MAC address or something on your hardware, and it, yeah. when you trade that, they can tie it to the address on somebody else's heart. Like so, it's they're doing it right now strictly because of how much money they know they can make and they can get away with it. So yeah Um, but it's like the same it's the same as when you talk about like the film industry mm -hmm. where it's like back when we used to have like analog reels Mm -hmm. and it's like it's a lot harder to steal that physical reel than it is to steal a digital copy of a movie yeah that's that's very true um, so but, that's why I'm like, I, I could see their wariness of working in a digital trade market because it's a lot easier. But I mean, pirated, piracy's already that's occurring. Been, yeah, piracy's never going away. Um, yeah, that's always I could see thing. that they're being worried about increased piracy. Yeah. Um, the, I think the main thing is they would just need to, like, because I remember DLC in some old games like Skyrim and stuff, you could literally just um because the disc didn't have any type of check on it so you could just pass the disc around and fallout was like this too you could just pass the disc around and everybody could download the dlc um mm-hmm. i think that's the main thing they would need to watch out for but yeah. i'm i'm sure it's it's very attainable if they just wanted to do it um but i always think sales are a good opportunity to buy digital games just because you're already buying at you know a low value or whatever so 
right. at that point it, it, if you trade it in it's going to be even lower value so you might as well just keep it um so that's what i mainly try to do but yeah um and then shall we move to some persona 5 scramble yeah, so I just threw a link up here because uh, uh, I just saw, as I was scrolling through news, I saw they had an actual, it was called an overview video of uh, Persona 5 Scramble gameplay. I'm hyped about this and game. I, w- I am too, um, and the the video only served to make me more hype. Yeah. So I was happy to see, um, and I'm not going to say, uh, I guess for me it's a personal improvement. Um, but I know, like, it doesn't make sense because the style of original Persona 5 is a turn-based RPG. RPG right. So I'm like, that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. but I just prefer free movement and free action. And yeah. so I really, really love seeing, uh, well, first off, I'll say, starting the video, it's as stylish as ever. Oh, yeah. uh, that Persona 5 style is alive and operating. And, um, I was very happy to just see like the characters like free movement attack actions and things like that um mm-hmm. and seeing them take on massive amounts of uh ads and things like that. They do a really good As- job at like bringing attacks and stuff to life and just making them look over the top and cool and in like live action. Yeah, and the same way uh the uh Joker's movement uh in this video is like really interesting and it looks like it's going to be fun. So mm-hmm. Um, um, I just brought that up there for people who are interested. You can check out that video. I was going to say, did you see, too, that this is a direct sequel to the story events in Persona 5? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so that, that, that was like, oh, I was like, I got to get this now. <laughs> like, it only makes sense. Um, so I'm excited for that when for that sure. comes. Um, do you, is there a release date yet? Uh, I know it's soon, right? Probably is, but I didn't No, it's look. Japan only first, I think. Yeah, you, that's yeah. what happened with the original. Yeah, so it might be we might have to wait another year or something crazy. Oh, I hope not. And then your most hype news of the week. Yeah, the next news. Uh, and uh, Tizzler was tra- was attempting to surprise me, but I discovered the surprise as I always do. Uh, <laughs> I su- I call myself uh, uh I'm like surprise proof because yeah. like <laughs> even when like I remember my friends. I think it was my 21st birthday or my 22nd birthday. My friends tried to surprise me yeah. uh, with a birthday party. And like somehow through some events, I didn't, I had out. no awareness of it. I somehow <laughs> found out about it oh, and man. then had to pretend to be. So, and I'm just like, <laughs> I can't, I can't even be surprised. Like it's, I'm just finding too much knowledge. You've got a surprise barrier around you. Yeah. Like I have like a surprise like field. Yeah. It's like no, Anti-surprise. no information. Yeah. <laughs> So as I was browsing the news, I was pleasantly surprised to see that uh, Platinum Games had a Kickstarter for a remastered version of Wonderful 101. And I talked about this in the past uh, because I, like many people, did not own a Wii U. And so I was kind of locked away from the gems that did come up on the Wii U. And this was one of the ones where I was just like, I love... The design of the characters in this game. I mm. love the voice work. I love the thought because um, I'm also a huge fan of Pikmin. Yeah. Um, so I love that mentality of controlling a mob of tiny characters to do like big grandiose things. And it's the designer, um, the artist that did Beautiful Joe too. 
Oh yeah, I you know can you definitely <laughs> tell when you see the giant heads and yeah. tiny legs. Yeah. Um, so I was super hyped, and of course I'm like, I immediately see this like Kickstarter, and I'm like counting my pennies, and I'm like, can I contribute a couple dollars? So I click on it, and of the forty nine thousand four hundred thirty four dollar goal, uh, fans have pledged a million really? one point four million dollars. Wow. Oh, yes. Man. Sheesh. so this and that's there's still 27 days left to fund this project so i was like yes like we as a fan base have come out y'all came in y'all came through to feed this project and so i am super 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 duper looking forward to a switch release of wonderful 101 um and i will be the first on that as soon as i possibly can so i just wanted to share that I feel like I want to kickstart something, but nothing has ever really grabbed me on Kickstarter. I would have did the tie thing if I knew it was a thing. But. Well, yeah, and I think a lot of it, too, is, like, uh, when you're supporting, like, certain tiers of mm-hmm. Kickstarter. Like, for those who aren't familiar with Kickstarter, uh, Kickstarter is a way that people can put up a project and have people read about it and then decide if they want to contribute their own personal money. And usually, based on how much you contribute, you get, like, special uh access or special physical items uh in return for your support Mm -hmm. so for me personally yeah like if i i would have to see a kickstarter that had like everything that i wanted as a fan Mm -hmm. to be able to like contribute to a certain tier otherwise i'll kick in five dollars or whatever yeah for sure Um, i think if it's something that i really want to see happen i think one of the tiers for wonderful one-on-one was the the playstation and xbox versions or something like that so which i think they did pass so i think this is coming at everything yeah um which is cool um that's dope so uh oh tell me about uh skull and bones because we talked about that a little before so my next bit of sad news uh i should have put this right under the gamestop news uh so i've screamed about this in the past Mm -hmm. i think Uh, i know what you're gonna say okay skull and bone uh was the spinoff game of probably i would say my second favorite assassin's creed game black flag whoa it's the first two uh too yeah i love Ezio, man i love Ezio. i love revelations i love brotherhood yeah the level of betrayal that happens in it oh yeah so good so yeah but yeah my second favorite because i am a pirate at heart is (laughs) black flag and skull and bones was the it was supposed to be an intentional spinoff of just the uh ship the ship uh mechanics uh sailing your ship across the sea fighting with other ships uh acquiring treasure and it was going to be like exclusively like you being your own pirate in a pirate world Mm -hmm. and so i was like i was completely down because the ship gameplay and the ship mechanics was like my favorite part of assassin's creed five uh four so this being said i come across this article and the headline is uh this is from comicbook.com. And the headline is Ubisoft has reportedly rebooted Skull and Bones multiple times. Um, and this makes a lot of sense I because it's like they t- I forget when they originally uh made like the announcement. It was at E3 the, like a while ago, right? Yeah, I want to say it was like 2017 or 2016. Yeah, 16, one of them. Uh when we first got that Uber hype trailer uh of all the pirates doing pirate stuff and then like the possibility of like fighting a kraken and mm-hmm. things like that. And so I immediately signed up for like a beta and then like, you know, years pass and I'm like, I have not heard a word about this game. (laughs) Like, okay. So basically, uh, as you go through this article, they talk about how the 
it's the story aspect of it has been rebooted several times and they lost a creative director for the game in 2018. Mm. Um, and so they, they're saying like the game is in development hell essentially. Mm. And they're worried that, um, by the time the game actually resurfaces again, mm-hmm. it could be like very different from the game we originally described. Now, okay. that could be good, it could be bad. It's worrisome to me because what they showed me looked amazing. Like yeah. I, that's what hooked me. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know what the issue is because I'm feel like my feelings are like you had a hard set play, like you had a uh, basically a guide to yeah. work from already because you know what the the aspects of this ship movement and things like that and it already looks good and you know what it entails but my fear is that i guess maybe narratively they couldn't build out a story yeah Yeah. that was fulfilling but i'm just like pick any pirate story like exactly (laughs) and just build something similar to that but focus on the core of the boat gameplay make that as fun as possible and then literally everything else could be mid-tier and people will love it like that's what yeah. i've noticed just just watching how how a lot of games play out um but we talked about this a little beforehand and i told you i might have some news that would would kind of counteract that um and i don't know if you saw this too but ubisoft this is a ubisoft game right mm-hmm. ubisoft announced five um in their fiscal report five games coming in 2020 and early 2021 um so well, i have a you- feeling this might be one of them We'll have to compare uh, dates on these articles because, yeah, this one is just like probably not going to get this game in 2020. Okay. Um, but so I was shocked to hear that. But okay. we'll have to compare about that offline. Yeah. Um, fear not, though. This won't be the last pirate game. Um, it'll it'll <clears throat> your day. Your day will come where the, the greatest pirate game of all time shall be created. It better not be a one piece game. That's it, all I'm saying. <laughs> God damn it. Maybe it's out already. You just haven't played no! it. <laughs> yeah, it's Sea of Thieves, I guess. <laughs> oh no. I hope it's not Sea of Thieves. It might be though, honestly. That might be your jam. But um, yeah, like how can you not like the quote in here is choose your own pirate captain and grow into the fierce legend you have always wanted to be. And the thing that really hooked me is like in the preview, the original preview was like it was a female pirate captain. Mm. She looked boss as hell she had a tight ass hat yeah she had a sword and she was like yelling commands yeah. they're shooting cannons yep. and i'm like yes this is everything <laughs> this is all i need so, i just need that hype storm that's all it does it can be thinly veiled i don't need a deep story i just yeah. want to just give me stuff to do that's give me you just want to be to fun you just want to be yeah. fun right so, so yeah that's all that's all my grumbles about that <laughs> i have hope and for then, you lastly in our news uh i hope this is a nice little surprise to you you may already know about it uh but you uh i'm hoping you don't i might not so uh that anime that i complained about as being entirely too cute this anime is too damn cute i can't take it seriously season two coming finally (laughs) there's going to be a season two of made in abyss this year yes let's go this year so let's go um and that was implicated uh the movie just came out in january the uh the second part of the first the the second part right so made in abyss the movie dawn of the deep soul ended with a to be continued yeah that was the first movie right Um, or the one that just came out it came out in january okay so i don't know if that was the first or the second one i think that was the first one because i was waiting for the second one because the first one's just the season we watched 
okay. in movie form. <laughs> Got, oh, okay, okay. And then okay. the second one was supposed to be what I guess the second season was going to be. I hate when they do that. I do too. But um, Super is, Dragon Ball Super is very guilty of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this, oh my God, Made in Abyss is just such a gut. Like, it just grabs you by your gut. And yes. you can't help but like root for these characters and be invested even though they're freaking adorable and they're just tiny children but the show is so um, dark and like they don't care yeah, the world doesn't care that they're tiny children no and it hits you on such a personal level because you're like yes the world doesn't cater to the softness of exactly. children exactly so I'm super we'll be looking for forward to this um very excitedly me personally because i was I was very much ready to just like attack the manga and be done with it, but <laughs> I I can wait um and wait for these animations to come out. Yeah, and this is another one of those shows where like the mystery is just so good. Like I just want to know what's going on. Yeah, cuz the, the weirdness of the is. the weirdness of the abyss itself poses yeah. so many questions for you to wrap your mind around. I want to know what's good with the bottom, like what's in the bottom is it is yeah, it like it's like is she gonna get down there and then just stay I think down it's there? gonna be so amazing that you never wanna leave. That's I my think it's theory. gonna be so amazing that they never show us. Or the, or her mom <laughs> or her mom's just like in a corner, like under some illusion, like but she's or like she's a skeleton. Just a pile of bones. Yeah, I was about to say. Like <laughs> it's I don't know, it could it could be a lot of things, but I can't wait. Um <laughs> I can't wait. So support this show, please, so it keeps going. Please, guys, to check out Made in Abyss. Made in Abyss. Made in Abyss. Uh, it's available on probably many streaming services, but I think definitely crunchy. I think role. I watched it on Amazon okay. Prime, but Dope. yeah, you you can find it somewhere. It is out there. Uh, speaking of anime, it's about that time, I believe. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a pause right before we get to anime corner. Okay. I had added a random topic for this week because again, as I was browsing through news, I found an article that was slightly interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And the basis of this article was uh, they interviewed uh, Amy Hennig. Amy Hennig, I think I'm pretty sure was the writer for the Uncharted series, primarily Her Uncharted. Name sounds 1. familiar. Yeah, so she's gotten a lot of hype in the industry because she's created these amazing narrative games, right? Um, and she's really good at telling interactive storytelling. Mm-hmm. So the title of the article is "Amy Henning thinks longer games and player agency in open worlds is hindering traditional storytelling." I now agree. What I'm going to talk about is a little bit off from this, but this is just the thought I had. So they're basically describing that um, it, it, it players are. They're saying that players are more interested in longer games Mm -hmm. with more to do. Mm -hmm. And she's saying she basically said, like, you can't you couldn't make Uncharted one in today's market because it's only eight hours long and it's very tight. There's no online and it's a very tight story game. Right. I don't think. And so, well, you couldn't charge $60 for it in today's market. Probably. Yeah. You could make it for $40. And I think people would be fine. Yeah, and then they start going into, like, well, players, uh, there's a lot of games like these where, like, like God of War and uh, Marvel's Amazing Amazing Spider-Man, where players will maybe play the first part of the game or maybe finish the narrative and not do anything else. That's me. And I, <laughs> <laughs> that's me sometimes. I try to go beyond if I'm interested in something. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, the thought that triggered in my mind when I was reading this is, like, so a lot of times I'm not an achievement hunter personally, mm-hmm. but a lot of times I notice the achievements that I'm getting are progression achievements. You completed chapter two. 
right. you've hit this story, the end of this story element, right. blah, blah, blah. They're not actually, so like, like, a challenge in the game. They're just yeah, kind of there. So my thought behind this is, like, okay, are they tracking how much of a game people play through the achievements? the achievements? I yeah. mean, I'm sure it gives them really good data. Like, I'm, I'm the positive it gives them, gives them really good data. So I'm like, it just made me like a little gamer paranoid because I'm just like, uh, are is the market being controlled by Us? the progression that people like just by your sheer progression nah, number? I highly <laughs> doubt. I doubt that's the only thing they look at, but I guarantee you they absolutely look at that. Like they look at what achievements, how far people are getting around in their games. How they can tell how long you're playing a game, like how many hours you put in. They can track all of that. They can track games like like even deeper games like Call of Duty multiplayer games. They're tracking like what you do in the game. They're tracking what you what how long you spend spend time on like the 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 purchase pages like you know all that type of stuff Mm -hmm. like so and and there's a there's very much a science in games too to how like you know how some games you'll start a game you'll get this pop-up for the sale or whatever um Mm -hmm. you'll see this banner in the top left corner for click here to buy whatever and that like those are very intentional in the way things appear and are placed in front of you are like like that's from that i think that research and stuff so i think it's yeah they're definitely doing things for um to figure out how they can make more money off of off of us of as interest. a consumer yeah for sure but yeah just not i would say yeah and it just made me not i won't say i shouldn't say paranoid i should say just more conscious mm-hmm, of what you of, do uh, of yeah what i do in games and how much of games i'm actually playing because yeah as gotta a support person, your story games I'm not an online person and I'm not a completion person. Mm-hmm. So I am that person who's probably just f- f- uh, finishing the narrative right. of the game. Right. So narrative storytelling in games is very important to someone like mm-hmm. So I yeah. think though, even more so than, than like all these statistics or whatever they might track. I think the number one thing that speaks is just how many, how much the game sells. Like if you want a type of game to prevail, buy it. Like, yeah. I think that's really the way. Uh, if you want eight-hour like Uncharted type games, then buy it. Like if 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 those type of games sell millions of copies, then that's the type of game that they're gonna keep making. Yeah. So I think that's really what it comes down to. But so just a thought. Yeah, that was that a was gamer dope. thought. That was dope. Um, so now we can slide on in. We can chica anime. dance over into the anime corner. Anime time. Anime time. Um, so I did pick up Darwin's game, but I'm a little behind. Um, <laughs> what I'm do watching, you think? I, Tell I, us. I like it a lot so far. Um, it's, it's, um, I think I like this. Is would you call this a battle royale? It's kind of a battle yes. royale ish. It's definitely a battle royale. Yeah. Especially, uh, I don't know if you made it to, I think it's episode four, but like episode four is like almost intentionally a battle royale. Four is the one I got to watch this week. Um, okay. Cause I'm watching the dub. So it's already one episode gotcha. behind yeah um so four was the one that just came out recently um but yeah i like the uh the characters are crazy so far um this dude's already overcome some shenanigans so <laughs> and w- with a very kind of middling power i don't i don't really think his or his ability yeah, like, is that good his his like so that's one of the things like watching the show you're trapped in his level of understanding of everything right. unless another character explicitly comes in to explain what's happening right um so yeah it's it's just um and yeah it's 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 like a death game too i like the whole spin on um what do you call them gotcha games 
yeah um because those are kind of big here too um nintendo likes to put out a lot of those but um, i was like wasn't it effed up like how he got like into the game i guess this is what i'm saying yeah it was so random like, like <laughs> it was just like uh so it was missing and then it was like oh i got a random I message this. <laughs> open snake bite and then his french is no <laughs> yeah. he's like don't open that um, as he's pressing it but no that's actually horrifying because uh basically once you're in this game like you're gonna have to fight people to the death <laughs> repeatedly um until you either win or, or or die i guess yeah um so yeah i'm interested to see where it goes i think i'm still in the like new character introduction phase and, and early phases but they, they do do a good job of and i always like shows that do this um it contains the arc in one episode so it'll be like calm and then action a climax of action and then calm again um, yeah. in short bursts rather than making it long and extended over the entire season i think i prefer that a little bit more um the short like because it keeps you into it each episode um, and i and think my favorite aspect of this show is like the character's progression and like the way he's like because he's not he's going learning. the full route of being like well i'm not going to participate yeah. and just get murdered yeah. <laughs> so but he is like slowly learning in a realistic way i guess is what i'm saying like yeah, yeah it's more realistic in the way that he's picking up things he's also not like on the other extreme of like okay now i'm just gonna murder everybody because yeah, i have like, to live he's, he's he like does, trying not to kill people and stuff once he does figure out well that's what i said because i uh i remember i and you'll see in episode four but i remember having a moment where i was just like is he gonna try and like batman his way through this oh yeah absolutely. and being like i'm just gonna like incapacitate you but not kill you and I'm i like, think he's gonna you're try gonna... his hardest I was just like, dude, you're gonna have to kill somebody, somebody, yeah. some at some point, and it's gonna break so, him, I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, he gets uh, pretty hype on his on his power in, <laughs> in episode four. So does he? Okay. I'm looking forward to your reaction to that. I can't wait to see what new item he comes into possession of. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I'm laughing right now because I'm like, it has that. It completely has that like shonen shonen anime intensity yeah. of like the music and all of that like coming together, being like, I am realizing my power. Yeah, okay, I got you. One of those. So moments. it's really, I start like I try not to laugh, but I'm just like, this is such an anime. Yeah, <laughs> like all mechanism. Right. This will be a good episode then. I'm yeah, hyped for it. Um, um, but then, dude, what else? What did you watch? Because uh, the only I, other thing I watched was my hero. So. Uh, I was gonna say I watched more of ID Invaded um, just to kind of get because like that's a show where it's like I can't watch too much of it because it is dark. Oh, is it? Um, yeah, it's just dark with the mentality because again we're talking about the mentality serial of serial killers. Yeah, and yeah, it's like the last episode I watched. Um, I remember explaining to you guys the first uh, antagonist, the first serial killer, was a guy who went around drilling holes in people's heads because mm-hmm. uh, he had drilled a hole in his own head yeah. and he was like well i need to see if like i need to connect with someone who can basically survive this like i did and so in the more recent episode the the um there is a one of his, his victims that lived uh is they think uh, the next murderer and mm. he he has this weird thing where it's like his emotions for uh his romantic emotion emotions are are disconnected with his murderous intent okay so like there's a scene that happens where it's like 
he goes like he runs into one of the uh police characters and she's like taken aback because she's like she's trying to investigate him without him under knowing yeah and so uh, there's an interaction where he just kisses her yeah and then runs away and so when they talk about it later they figure out because they can't the the way that they investigate is they find they have this device that finds particles indicating murderous intent and so with this series of murders they can't find any particle and so the conclusion they come to is that his intentions of murder come out as acts of romance and his Uh, acts of romance are actually intense for murder they're not detectable so it's like when he kissed her he actually wanted to kill her yeah okay but because of the drill in his brain everything got scrambled (laughs) gotcha Um, okay so it got a little deeper there with the whole like like brain and like murder intent and so yeah. it was a little interesting with that this week um trying to figure that out Dude, yeah i want to get to this one too because it sounds interesting. it's it's different um yeah. it's one of those ones where it's like i can't say it's bad um because i'm still trying to like grasp everything right right um, sure plunder continue continues to be goofy uh it still <laughs> continues to feel like seven deadly sins okay. uh we still have our lecherous main character uh yeah. touching girls and yeah. things like that um <laughs> lecherous then, is such a funny word <laughs> lecherous. <laughs> lecherous i every time i say lecherous i think of the monk from inyasha Maruku, i was thinking the same yes. thing <laughs> Maruku is the face of lecherous He's the godfather of lecherous <laughs> of lecherous <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny so um yeah and then i'm trying to i apologize i'm trying to because i did watch something uh, of intent this week uh why is it disappearing from my brain? It wasn't ReZero. You want to see if it comes uh, yeah, back? I'll talk, I'll talk about, about Dororo. My... Oh, okay, go ahead. Dororo Hidoro. Uh, again, this was the anime where the guy has a, a lizard head. Yeah, I want to watch this And he's trying too. to figure out. Uh, he has no memory of his life before the li- lizard head. So he's yeah. trying to figure out Why how he happened. got the lizard head. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm still enjoying that a lot. Um, I found myself this week. I'm like, that's all I wanted to get back to. Uh, because oh, they're... I, I thought it was going to be like Blood Blockade, where it's like you have a main story, but mm-hmm. really episode to episode is about these characters and their day to day life and like weird interactions. And right. then we may occasionally come back to, to the, the main story. Okay. Uh, I thought Dororo was going to be like that. Or I'm sorry, Doro Hidoro was going <laughs> to be like that. But it actually seems to be hitting that main arc every single episode. Right. They are trying to lead up to something. Yes, they are trying to find that wizard or sorcerer who turned him into um, a lizard. A lizard man, essentially. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, it was so funny yeah. looking when I saw the trailer. So I was just like, "Oh, this looks like it would be kind of cool." Yeah, and, and the 3D style to it. The 3D animation continues to not be a problem for me personally. Like, it still fits very well. Yeah. Certain. Did you did you ever watch the Berserk 3D? <laughs> no but i mean i've seen parts of berserk yeah but have you seen the 3d version though like yeah when they yeah, yeah yeah how did you feel about that 3d because yeah, so that to stuttery. me is really bad okay yeah okay. it's so stuttery and like there are it's it is stuttery in this like and when i say stuttery it's like a frame rate thing where it's yeah. like it feels like frames are missing yeah but with this one it's it's because you're so interested in the characters and what's happening you don't you're not it's not offensive. Mm, um right, and i right. think th- they do a good mash of like 
of animating some things in 2D so oh, okay. that it's not too abrasive. Gotcha. Okay, that's um, cool. But man. it does fit, and it's like when I did some research on it, they said the manga, like the animate the illustrations in the manga are just as like drastic. Man. Okay. And like uh not as clean and things like that. So they were like it kind of fits the whole style of that so, world. Yeah, it has a style that it's going for probably, which is Yeah. That that always works for me too. Yeah. Um so I'm glad to hear that. But yeah, what's going on cuz I know we still had my hero. My hero, yeah. Um so this was the continuation last time I talked about uh they were in the classroom with the little kids. Um and they had some funny interactions in that but this was basically the wrap-up to that um all the little kids like show that show off their quirks and then um the the shoto and and bakugo and and every and everybody who's in the the uh remedial remedial class has to basically figure out how to take on these kids without like they say either like breaking their spirit or losing <laughs> themselves so they lose more respect from the kids so um they basically like work together use their quirks in like a way to to kind of make the kids have fun and and Mm -hmm. they're like less combative about it um but i will say the animation was still still like really pretty in this episode for being like one of the you know chill episodes in between the like real action Mm -hmm. and stuff um and i i always enjoy when my my guy gang orcas on screen it's really (laughs) funny (laughs) it's really intense um but yeah overall it was a a chill episode uh, does his design upset you gang orca because i okay i also think gang orca is boss yeah. like no question but something about his tie also being his tongue <laughs> oh wait is did that you notice thing? that hold up <laughs> we'll give you a second to look at this but yeah it's like so he has that for those who don't know about gang orca, he has he's essentially a killer whale in a business suit and that's not his, his tongue Look at the look at his face. <laughs> That's really his tongue. He has the head of an orca whale and the like the body shape of a human. A really buff human in a business suit. Business yeah, it's like casual. the bottom <laughs> the bottom half of his face. So you have the top half with like the teeth and it's black, and then yeah. the bottom half of his face is like white to his neck, and then his tongue is like also his tie. Wait, <laughs> have we ever seen him move it like a tongue? Because no. could, they could have just colored talks, his, his mouth doesn't move. They could have just colored his tie to look like a tongue. You know what I no, mean? No, but when when he talks, his mouth does not move. Right, right. That's true. That's <laughs> very I true. I think it's his tongue. It's pink like a tongue. <laughs> it it's got a line like, in the middle like it a tongue. Does. It's it round at very, the bottom like a tongue. Look like a tongue. <laughs> it does look like a tongue. And that is, but I'm never like, going to be able to unsee that. Thanks. <laughs> No, because I, I was like, oh, oh, like the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, that's his mouth, I guess. I just like that he looks like a villain. Like, yeah, he does. He, he looks, looks so like sinister. a mafia boss. Yeah, it's he really does. True. Um, and he's cool though. But yeah, so we're in like a we're in that calm, quiet, non. I won't say non-conflict, but we're not focused on League we're of training. Villains. We're in another and we're training. We're not focused. We're not focused on um. A, a, a new threat yet so. we got a lot of episodes to go though it's like eight seven more episodes left yeah like, and you can already tell from like the opening that the the theme has changed to this cultural festival yeah um for sure with, with the kids all wearing their their school garb mm-hmm. as opposed to their hero outfits and i think we're setting up for um a lot of the endeavor stuff because we keep we're getting a lot of focus on endeavor and shoto now Oh, and your boy is coming swift and fast. Oh, Hulk. 
with his with his wings. Yeah, yeah. can't wait. I can't for wait. That. that was gonna be dope. And um, I was gonna say I did remember the anime. I was trying to remember. Okay, um, cool. So I went back. I had watched this a while ago. I went back. Uh, there is a there is a anime, and I'm gonna get the name wrong, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I think it is called Hokkaido Tonkotsu Ramens. And no it is, is. this is a show I call it I call it ramen murder. I call it the ramen <laughs> murder because it is a show about a city of that basically had like where a city where being a hitman is a regular profession. Mm. And so I went back to that because it had a very uh, interesting premise of like every not everyone in the city, but like a lot of the people that live and work in the city are hitmen mm-hmm. and they operate in like these groups mm-hmm. and so you're presented with this main character who's i think he's like maybe in his early 20s and he full-on dresses uh like a woman uh but he doesn't <laughs> have any like he doesn't have any female behaviors so like he acts like a dude he talks like a dude yeah but he dresses like a woman and i'm yeah, like yeah. i'm pretty sure it's just to to keep his targets off guard got you okay um, but this main character is in a situation where he's basically working as a hitman because his sister was sold into human trafficking and he's oh, no. trying to get enough money to get out of debt and be able to get back to her and save her. Okay. And through hijinks in the first episode of uh, both succeeding and failing at his job, he mm. meets another hitman who um, turns out to be uh, this. I guess, like, um, he is a hitman that only kills other hitmen. Okay. And so you have, it's just a nice, like, like, (laughs) yeah, it's like, (laughs) he is, he's, it just, it's a, it's a nice mix of, like, action and drama, but it, it's very comical. Like, there's a lot of funny things because it's like, they're treating this job like a day-to-day desk job. Right. So there's a lot of uh, instances where, like, characters, there may be two me- hitmen in a scene and a target, and it's like these hitmen are having, like, a normal conversation while one dude is just stabbing another dude. Oh, no. And he's like, dude, I got to get done this job because I got other stuff to do. And, it, and like, <laughs> dude, some guys in the corner just like, ah! Just what? extra casual ah! about it. Like, yeah, just dying. And so, like, there's Jeez. a lot of comical moments of, like, them talking about, like, the day-to-day struggles of living as a hitman. Oh, gosh. And then you have people who also, they work as Avengers. They call them Avengers because they get paid to just deal back the damage that... So somebody, like, for instance, someone just got punched in the face, right? Mm-hmm. They pay an Avenger to go punch the dude that hit them in the face. That's all. They don't kill <laughs> him or anything. Him the They're face. just like, yeah, like they only reciprocate equivocal damage. That seems like a more dangerous job. So you have, because there's one guy, it's like, he's like, all I had to, like, he cuts the dude, shot. like, like the dude's like, all I got to do is punch you, man. And the guy's like trying to cut him and he cuts him or whatever. And he's like, look, I don't want to fight you. I just got to punch you punch one him. time. Yeah, and he's like, but, so, so it's like the dude punches him. And then he's like, he had also lost his wallet. So he's like, here's your wallet you lost. And he's like, if you ever need my services, he's like, I'm actually a torturer. So, what? and he gives him his card. And he's like, if you need any torturing services, just call me. Yeah. And he like walks away, like whistling. And I'm like, what the heck? this show is so random. What is going on? But yeah, I'm about halfway through that. And uh, I really like the story so far because um, the hitman that only kills other hitmen is like he's like a he's the level of dope at uh, of Spike from Cowboy Bebop. Oh, okay. 
Like, he just has that much swagger where he's just, like, a normal guy. He's funny. He yeah. just wants to live his life, but he also just happens to he's be, like, this... He's a little highly skilled. Yeah, like, this insanely boss boss assassin yeah. and fighter. So <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's been fun. Dope, dope. So, yeah, just wanted to add that in there. I might have to get you to spell that for me later so I can look it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can text it to you because I, I just call it Robin Murders. I, know, I can't say the name That's of it ever. That's a wild ever. title, yeah. But yeah, it's like Hokkaido Tankotsu Ramens. Hokkaido Tankotsu Ramens, I think it's called. super Japanese. Yeah. Cool, though. I have to check But yeah, that that's available in dub, too. So I'll shoot that over to you. We got anything else? Uh, Don't think so, unless you do. No, nah, I think that's it. All right, guys. Well, you know where that brings us. It brings us to you as the listeners. Opening that mail program of choice. Entering sibling AOL. rivalry. <laughs> <AOL. Hotmail. laughs> <laughs> Opening up peoplepc.com <laughs> and emailing us at sibling rivalry clash, all one word, sibling rivalry clash at gmail.com. Or you can visit us at that Twitter. Say that Twitter again. That's at SR clash underscore pod. At SR clash underscore pod. Hit us up there with your thoughts, comments, etc what you want us to talk about whatever you could just say the sky's blue to get blue today guys and we would yeah. be like yeah it is it is yeah. pretty blue today we'll verify that so if yeah, it's we'll, not then we'll, you gotta fight me <laughs> then yeah then we're gonna launch a full full attack <laughs> <laughs> no armies. but anyways so yeah you can find us on the twitters at that address and then i will share mine lastly you can also find me at t-i-f-f-i-n-i-j 21 on the twitters and as always wherever you listen please rate us please comment uh we will read you out we do appreciate it um as we continue this even though we will probably do this whether or not we ever receive any feedback <laughs> even though we then have we'll received feedback we want, and it's so. tonight yeah we're just Either doing way. whatever so yeah. be a part of it or don't Either whatever <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> that's our message whatever <laughs> nothing matters <laughs> whatever it's whatever <laughs> So, yeah, uh, we hope to hear from you. And, yeah, until then, I'll be slaying that ice demon that is Volcana. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, we gonna, we gonna get her, put her where she needs to be, six feet under that, the ground. That's, that sibling sleep hold on her. Yeah, but appreciate y'all for listening as always. And we will as catch always, y'all guys, next time. Hit us up. Peace. We out.